Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Oscar Watch. My name is Stephen Buja, and with me, as always, is the one, the only... Alex Riviello. Yes. How's it going, folks? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. We, uh... We've been away for just a little bit, and now we are—we uh, have finally returned. Uh, so sorry about that. Uh, frankly, I went out into the woods for the month of September. We recorded a couple of episodes to. <laughs> He's not joking with that. Yeah. Like, he actually literally went into the woods for yes. a whole month. Uh, yeah. For, <laughs> for those for those interested, I went to the Pacific Crest Trail. Over in Oregon and Washington, and I hiked 700 miles in about 31 days. It was something I needed to finish, and but now I'm back, so yay! <laughs> now now I'm back. My legs look amazing, and I'm eating all the food I possibly can. So uh, that's a win for me. Oh man, you're how bad did your legs hurt through that whole oh, that whole month? Oh, good lord, my feet! I could... By the end of it, my shoes had blown out, and my feet were screaming at me to stop but luckily i was able to make uh-huh. it so. <laughs> you're, you're a madman yes but you might say i was on a little adventure of my own and of course that mm-hmm. would obviously be a segue to the movie we're talking about but alex how have you been this past month i have i have not done nearly the amount of walking as you have but uh yeah i've been uh Having all kinds of fun adventures, like taking the kids to school, writing reviews, you know, all kinds of fun, fun, exciting <laughs> adventures. Nothing involved bears or any, uh, uh, sleeping by myself in the outside. But, uh, yeah, no, I had a pretty, I had a pretty, uh, uneventful couple weeks. <laughs> you had, it, it sounds like a very New York, New Jersey existence. Which yeah. Is, was... Which is lovely. Scraping by. <laughs> by the way, there were no not not living like you were. Yeah, there were, there you were, were living. Yeah, I was I, I, I was walking. There, that was the only thing I had to do, which was which was kind of nice. That was my my to do list: walk twenty something miles a day, and 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 that's all there is. By the way, it's very beautiful. I highly recommend if you ever get a chance and feel like an adventure, you should go out. And you don't have to walk the entire thing. The entire thing is actually twenty six hundred miles long. I did the other nineteen you... in. Did right? Yeah, yeah, you did the entire thing in two parts now. Yeah, two parts, in two parts, in 2012 and 2016, and uh, just glad to have that uh, off my back. Especially, certainly, have, glad to have my backpack off my back. That gets, Do you like a badge for that? We get, uh, there might be. A you should get something. There, there might be a certificate when I hiked the Appalachian Trail because I did that too, folks. Back in 2010, I got a certificate <laughs> that I need to frame and hang on the wall. But uh, it is. Good to be back once again here recording with you, Alex. I missed you. I missed uh, uh, I missed excuses to watch movies and talk about them with you. Listen to a lot of podcasts out there, especially a lot of movie podcasts. I was like, damn it, I could be recording things right now, but <laughs> I, alas, I missed you too. I, yeah, I did not watch any Oscar-nominated movies. I've been watching a lot of l- lousy trash since you've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just fell off. I fell off completely, but yeah. I'm ba- glad to be back watching the yeah. best, and, any best good, fiction any, nominees. Any good Winners. trash to uh, recommend? Oh God, uh, no, no. I've been trying to do like the kind of like uh, you know, watch a horror movie a day thing for for uh, October kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like BC. Eh, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. But it's it's uh, you know, I, I've kind of been just going through because I've been so far behind on my horror stuff. So actually, I just I, one one good one I just watched is uh, We Are Still Here. I don't know if you've seen that. It's a really really good movie. Uh, very uh. 
very violent and spooky and, and all kinds of fun. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, I haven't seen anything too good and I've been kind of catch up on my TV. Um, I'm still trying to make my way through Luke Cage. Yeah. Slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Westworld. No, I haven't started yet. No, nope. uh, it's only the second one, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I'm going to jump into that, but haven't yet. Definitely. What do you, what do you, what do you, uh, do you I, like it? I think it's fantastic. It's one of the most confident pilots I've seen in a long, in a long time. It's very mm. good. Very good. Highly recommend. And are you are you a fan of the original? Have you seen you've seen yeah, the original? I, I, ha- I haven't seen the original. Oh no, I never I never did. I'm, but I uh, but I'm a big fan of the showrunner Jonathan Nolan, who also made uh, Person of Interest, which is one of the best shows that nobody ever watched. So uh, mm. definitely, definitely recommend. But we cool. are not here to talk television, although we could do a sister podcast about all the shows you should watch, and I could talk TV all day. <laughs> no, we are here to talk. Best Picture winners, because this is Oscar Watch, and we figure out, do the Best Pictures winners deserve the title Best Picture? And today we have, I think, one of the classic ones, 1957's The Bridge on the River Kwai, directed by David Lean, starring the one and only Sir Alec Guinness, who you may all know as Obi-Wan Kenobi. But please, he would probably be mad for you to introduce him as that. <laughs> this is like the one. Jeez, no, yeah, no, I, I, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like this is like the one he probably wanted to be known for. Yeah, it's the one he won an Oscar for. Uh, his, right, I believe his one and only Best Actor Oscar. He portrayed Lieutenant Colonel Nicholson of the British Army, a uh, officer who has been captured by Japanese forces, and whose men are forced to construct a bridge over the River Kwai, hence the name, and the uh, very fascinating look at human nature that plays out in this. It's a great uh, time, I, I like, I'm just I'm spoiling it now, timeless uh, war movie that is also very much about obsession and uh, madness that... Mm-hmm. Uh, had uh, had you seen this before? Yes, yeah. This is actually one of the few that I I own uh, that I that I just popped the DVD on. Um, yeah, I, I do. I do love this movie. Spoiler, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it in a while though, so it was, it was great to to reunite. Yeah, I, I I feel like this is one of those movies too. This is a you know how long is this movie? Almost almost three hours. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's one of those movies that does not feel like three hours at all. This movie is like it, it it flows so smoothly, and um, I don't know how I'm trying to think of the other three hour long movies that we've watched. <laughs> Sound, like of Sound of Music, which that is you like feel actually, every minute. Yeah, and that's like actually three hours. This one's like just right. shy under Braveheart's three hours. We got a couple more yeah. three hour ones coming in, but um, this has got to be the fastest one though. This one, this one just it's it's it doesn't feel it feels like it's like an hour or two. Yeah, it's at the most. Uh, it's and it's good. remarkable too, because when you think about it, because not too much actually happens in the movie. Yeah. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of uh, internal uh, strife. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a, a war it's movie a, without much war. Yeah, it's a battle of wills. There is uh, there uh, there is a subplot of the commander team <laughs> come to blow up the bridge that has mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of action in it, but even that is an interesting right. look at look at humanity. And it's uh, I can see it's this movie was. Uh, it's one of Roger Ebert's great movies. It was brought into the, I think, the, Na- the National Film Register for its historic value. 
mm-hmm. and it's I think it's what it's it's timeless in a way that so few movies can be because yes it takes place during World War II but I feel as though the themes are ever present and relatable even to this day about people just going all in on the wrong ideas because they have a stubborn a stubbornness or pride or some there's there's something motivating them to uh mm. go the way they're they're going even though logic says you shouldn't be doing this it's um right it's 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 simply fascinating uh it's simply fascinating and on that note we are going to take a quick little break and when we come back we're going to talk about the Bridge on the River Kwai and the 1957 Academy Awards and the films that were nominated and obviously the thing now that the won. nominated pictures are The Bridge on the River Kwai, yes, a Horizon picture, Columbia, Sam Spiegel, producer, Peyton Place, Peyton Place, Jerry Wall Productions, 20th Century Fox, Jerry Wall, producer, Sayonara. William Getz Productions, Warner Brothers, William Getz Producer. Twelve Angry Men. Orion Nova Productions, United Artists, Henry Fonda and Reginald Rose Producers. Witness for the Prosecution. Edward Small, Arthur Hornblow Production, United Artists, Arthur Hornblow Jr., Producer. Now, That's it. And we're back, and we are talking the 1957 Academy Awards, where The Bridge on the River Kwai won Best Picture, but it also won six other awards. It was nominated for eight, making it seven of eight awards, which is a very good ratio. I believe that it may be the highest ratio we have had on this Mm. show since its inception. I think so. So, in addition, Best Picture, obviously. We're talking about it. Uh, Best Director... Uh, the great David Lean. I believe this is the first of two. <laughs> two. He definitely. Uh, like, I'm sure he, he got won. nominated for Lawrence of Arabia. Did he not win? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I feel no, like... he won for Lawrence. Arabia. Yeah, he won for yeah, Lawrence yeah. Of Arabia. So... Yeah, that's on the list. <laughs> yeah, yes. no, he. Uh, and he. I mean, he got nominated for Chicago. He got nominated for Passage to India. Passage to India. Uh, um, I think that's it. But yeah, yeah he had a string of them. Uh, you know, within. Oh, all past didn't do late, was later, but yeah, in, in the like fifties and sixties, he had a whole bunch of movies. Yeah, this was uh, this was one of his. This was, I believe, his first epic movie that really cemented the David Lean like mm-hmm. notion of what uh, like what filmmaking is. And I think he got kind of addicted to the prospect of th- these are the Academy Award winners, so I'm going to keep making yeah. those movies, which is great because yeah. you get Dr. Zhivago and you get Lawrence of Arabia out of it, and those are two of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> uh, so, David Lean, director, best actor, Sir Alec Guinness, uh, his, I believe, one and only uh, Academy Award, well-deserved. He's uh, He is on record stating that there are parts of this movie that is the finest work he ever did as an actor, and he is a great actor, so that is absolutely saying something. Additionally, best score, which is very impressive because it was, it was the score was written in ten days. Uh, Michael Arnold, I believe his name. 
Uh, Malcolm Arnold. Malcolm yeah. Arnold. Malcolm Arnold. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not have that much time, but he still he pulled out he pulled out a big win. And as you may know, there's the uh, famous Colonel Bogey march at the beginning that that played at the top of yeah. this uh, of this show, the the whistling. That yeah, he, that's that, going to be in all of our heads for the, oh, the rest yeah. of time. Oh yeah, <laughs> it does it's not great. leave. Like even it's like an earworm. Like the first time I ever heard it actually was uh, Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing wow, the, I feel the, like the, the the dink dink thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. What a, that's such a catchy tune. It's just hilarious. Right. And then I heard it again. I was like, okay. oh wait a minute, this is the same. This is the same. It's a thing. good thing you didn't hear it before your your hike. Otherwise, you would have been walking to it oh. the entire yeah oh, entire okay. time. I got so much stuff stuck in my head. What time, <laughs> what time I had? I think I had Peggy Sue in my head. I don't know why. Just for like hours and hours. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> But uh, very uh, great score, best editing. Mm-hmm. As you noticed, as you noted, there oh, this movie editing, feels I've... so so quick, it's so well done, and it's so suspenseful. We'll get into it, but it's so suspenseful too. It's so well edited. Yeah, um, they know he, what they're massive. Best cinematography. Uh, it's a it's an amazing looking film. Certainly, yeah. the uh, the location they're in. They they filmed it. I don't think they filmed it in. I don't think they filmed it in Ceylon. Or no, now, they didn't. Uh, now Sri Lanka, but I forget the place that they did actually film it. But uh, yeah, no, it wasn't in the actual like location. But um, they thanked the uh, the country at the end. Right. Um, I forgot what it was, but but yeah, no, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty yeah. The the location does a lot of the a lot of the heavy lifting. That's for sure. It's a beautiful beautiful little place. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. And finally. It won. It did win the best adapted screenplay. The film was credited to Pierre Boulet, who you may mm-hmm. know as the writer of *The Planet of the Apes*. He, he he wrote the original novel. He is a Frenchman. He did not speak any English, and was only credited because the actual writers were Carl Foreman and Michael Wilson, and they were on the Hollywood blacklist at that time. Yes. This they, was the 50s, yes. It, this, this was the 50s. The blacklist was starting to lose its power, but they were still uh, they were still on it, and they had fled oh, yeah. to they had fled to England to write to continue their careers. And this was um, this was one of the one of the products. The two never actually met, I believe, and I think Lean hated Foreman's uh, <laughs> Foreman's version and brought in Wilson to uh, to fix it up. But regardless, they both get credit, and it's uh, just it's just who, whoever wrote it, they should be proud of it because it's just absolutely phenomenal. It's an absolutely <laughs> phenomenal movie. And uh, finally, uh, the only award it did not win was Best Supporting Actor, which went to uh, Sesue Hayakawa, the, who mm-hmm. played uh, Colonel Saito, the head of the right. uh, leader of the the warden of the prison camp. And Alec Guinness's uh, nemesis in the uh, in the film. He's one of the oh, most. I'm a nemesis. Uh, He's the... more his like counterpart. His counterpart. He was the. <laughs> he was. He should be the nemesis. In any other film, he would have been the nemesis. Absolutely. The, uh, the yeah, Japanese uh, colonel that's uh, in charge of the POW camp. He definitely would have been the evil. You know, any other movie that would have been, he would have been uh, oh, yeah. the guy, the the uh, you know the the final boss. Absolutely. He, which he, I mean, you know, he, which he doesn't. He kind of almost becomes a. Uh, a comrade with him, which is kind of interesting about the film. Yeah, 
That's 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 one of the that's one of the best parts. Uh, definitely, as you yeah. say, like a lesser film would make this a more black and white. Yeah, story. he would be much more right forceful. Yeah. It'd be it'd be. I saw a, a terrible uh, terrible movie, Unbroken. It was directed by Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie, and but it was like some of some of it was really good. But when they got to the prison camp, it was just this one guy was just being a dick to the mm-hmm. main character for what I can only assume is because we needed a bad guy in the movie. And it's right, right. so fake and hollow and forced that to watch mm-hmm. to watch this and to watch watch a movie that treats an Asian uh, an Asian actor uh, mm-hmm. and Haikawa uh, is one of the only Asian actors working in Hollywood during yeah. the fifties. But to watch a film back then treat a character with such dignity and respect and give him complexity and nuance is i like it it doesn't track with how i picture the picture the area it it it's wonderful it's yeah. a great little piece and uh piece of humanizing that i that i think helps make this film timeless and you know you're able to watch it in any era and not feel all of the 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 social con- the social constructs that are f- bearing down on it. Now there might be some problems in it. Yes, it's, yeah. about, it's like there's colonialism and there's a whole you know, you 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 can definitely read into it. But the portrayal of the the main the, we'll call him the traditional narrative antagonist is uh, stunning, 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 stunning at the time. Um, and those are the uh, Academy Awards. That the bridge on the river Kwai acquired at the ceremony, but there were some other good movies that were nominated. Alex, what else did we? Uh, what else? Uh, what were the other four films that uh, got got nods that year? The four films. Well, the big one that we all know is uh, that everyone should know at least is Twelve Angry Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's that's the that's the one I think you know anyone going into this is going to be like that's that's the other contender. That's the one that should have. Uh, that that there should have been a lot of debate over these two. Uh, there was also uh, Peyton Place, uh, yeah, uh, produced by Jerry Wald. Yeah, there's a lot of films actually we were probably not gonna not as familiar. Right. Uh, there were films, yeah, but, there uh, were there were three there were three war movies. There was Bridge on the River. Yeah, a, which Peyton Place was another one of them. It's, yeah. a, it's about, more of a, more of like a uh, ho- more of like a home front film. Yeah, yeah, in uh, in New England, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, set in New England after World War II. What's going on in there? Yeah, and there's uh, also Sayonara, which was a Korean War film, right? Uh, which picked up a whole bunch of those awards that um, Original yeah. River Choir didn't, right? Um, uh, that's uh, the Marlon Brando film. Yeah, Marlon Brando. It also features uh, the uh, one best supporting actress for I forget the woman's name, but she is to this day the only Asian woman to have won an acting category at the academy awards it's 1957 Chris. yes yeah that's uh, only been yeah. how many years yeah you know, almost, uh, almost 60 yeah 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 um and uh what, what was the also in the last the last film was uh witness for the prosecution yeah Billy Wilder. I had another one I have not seen. Yeah, a Billy Wilder film, um, yeah. the courtroom courtroom drama. Yeah, so based had, on uh, Agatha Christie's story. Yeah, so we had three war movies and two courtroom movies. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, that was a strange themes that year. What was going on? A lot of law and order and war. 
Yeah, absolutely. What mm. is, that? is that Eisenhower? Are we in Eisenhower? We're in Eisenhower right yeah, now. Yeah, Eisenhower age, yep. 57. Uh... Okay. It's, it's interesting to note the... Okay, so Bridge on the River Kwai, it's like cinemascope shot in this epic and stunning and the vistas and the locations are all beautiful and it's immaculately constructed. And then on the complete opposite, you have 12 Angry Men, which basically is a stage show because it just takes yeah. place in a single room. And Cindy, Cindy Lumet shoots the hell out of that movie. You don't get the sense that it's they're just like placing the camera and letting the actors go and it's like we're just going to record a uh, a theatrical production of this of this story. It's, mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting juxtaposition juxt- right. of opposites of film. Because yeah. it's almost what I think. There's like what one one scene set outside the 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 uh, the jury room. It's, yeah, it's like it's, a, it's right at the it's, end. It's something like something like that. Yeah. So it's <laughs> from that to the you know the beautiful shots of the 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 bridge and and uh, the countryside and and all that. Yeah, yeah you could could get a. Couldn't get more different. So it's kind of interesting to see. But yet, both of them are two of arguably some of like the greatest examples of their their kind, their genre, to have been put on film, um, like ever. Yeah. So it's it's like I I, I love it when that stuff kind of happens. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. not. But uh, Alex, it's not all great dramas and World War Two and. Courtroom shenanigans. Oh, 57? No, 57. 57, 57 <laughs> well, has this, some other stuff. This is the Adam Age, don't forget. Yeah, this is the oh, Adam Age. Yeah. So this is all, like, all the to- horrible, like, um, either, like, alien or giant monster movies. Like, this is, a, this is a good year for that. There's, like, everything from, like, Deadly Mantis, The Incredible Shrinking Man. Uh, there was a the I was I was a teenage series. I was a teenage Frankenstein and Werewolf both came out this year. <laughs> There was a lot of like really fun, really t- attack of the crab monsters. There's a lot of terrible and fun movies that came out this year. There's nothing that's like too like remarkable that you should watch, but there's definitely I feel like those kind of like if, if you think of like 1950s as a as a cinematic genre as far as like giant monster movie kind of thing. There's like plenty of those. There's a whole you know amazing colossal man. Uh, there's, there's a ton of them. Oh my god, there's there's a ton that came out that year. Um, yeah, but like I said, nothing that really stands out. But it's all the sci-fi horror stuff that's the year for it. Hmm. Uh, well, weird what, year for film. It's weird, weird year film. But you know, as you say, it's the atomic age. We're dealing yep. with science fiction concepts now made mm-hmm. real, like the idea that we could annihilate the world and all radiation <laughs> will screw us up. I then very much influenced the films being made at the time. Like, as you say, the entire, yeah, the entire 50s, yeah. you have them and uh, the incre- mm-hmm. what the attack of the 40-foot woman or whatever the mm-hmm. heck it is. Yeah. Uh, which, 50 which foot, is... 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. <laughs> those 10 <laughs> extra feet. <laughs> which is not to say that there, that there wasn't, like, shall we put it as actual films coming out in 1957. There were a couple, in addition to the ones we we already mentioned. For instance, <laughs> a couple of actual films came out. That time. <laughs> there were a couple of films. The rest, the rest of them were movies. Okay. There okay. Is there a, you go. There is a, there's put a difference. Your, put, put your nose back down. <laughs> <laughs> um, for instance, we had Paths of Glory, the one of the first Stanley Kubrick films to like really take off, which is uh, phenomenal. Throne of Blood by Akira Kurosawa. 
which uh, yeah. was that the direct influence uh, for Star Wars, or did he just grab something from? It? I forget which. I haven't seen Throne of Blood. Um, uh, oh no! Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. It's the one that uh, I believe that right. Yeah, it's it's the Macbeth that. Um, wait, is that the one that Star Wars? It's, this, it's the Macbeth, Macbeth one. So it's I don't. Yeah, yeah. Throne of Blood okay, is is yeah. the. Which yeah. one was the one? <laughs> I don't know if it influenced Star Wars, but no, no, this was the one that that did Macbeth. Um, right. He did, he did, he did four, he did four Shakespeare over his, yeah. over his. He did Macbeth, Lear. What else did he do? Ah, oh, uh, Lear was Rand. I'll come back to that. I'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, let's see the original, uh, the original Three Ten to Yuma, classic Disney film, right. old Yeller. That's a. <laughs> That's a happy one, right? Right? The dog lives. Right. Right? I think so. I'm pretty sure. You should watch it. Yeah, we should talk about <laughs> your, all your children. Yeah. No. Uh, the... Oh, you think of Hidden Fortress. I just remembered. Hidden, oh, Hidden Fortress. Fortress. That's, right. That's what I'm thinking. That's, right. That's what I'm sorry. Yes. Thinking. No uh, worries. Yeah. The Three Faces of Eve, where Joanne Woodward won Best Actress. That was the only movie. That was the only thing that movie was nominated for, but she, she cleaned up. It's a, it's a classic mm-hmm. in acting. And finally, one of my... Uh, one of... Film school's favorite films. Uh, Boy on a Dolphin. Oh, no. Ingmar Bergman's <laughs> The Seventh Seal. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, where uh, the Crusader and, uh, and Death play a game of chess and talk about things. Uh, one, of the, <laughs> one, one of the great... Uh, at, what is it? Italian near... Is that Italian near... No, he's French. Yeah, uh, my history. Uh, you've been, been off in the woods for a little while. You I lost really, your knowledge. I I'm, I'm losing it, man. Losing the it. Wendigo stole it. <laughs> you should, you should see that movie though. You should see the Seventh Seal. It's very good, very good. But okay, so that was 1957. Yeehaw, Eisenhower, highways. You know, things are looking up in America. Elvis, Elvis, Elvis is very big. Civil rights. We had a lot of there a lot of things going on. Yeah, there there's some stuff happening. But what's happening right now is we're gonna take a short break and when we come back we're gonna dive right into the bridge on the river quiet. No, no, sorry. We're, we're gonna No, you got it. We're gonna cross the bridge on the river quiet. See what I did there? Hey, there you go. Alright. I've been thinking. Tomorrow it will be twenty eight years to the day that I've been in the service. Twenty eight years in peace and war. I suppose I've been at home more than ten months in all that time. Still, it's been a good life. I love India. I wouldn't have had it any other way. But there are times... Suddenly you realize you're nearer the end than the beginning. And you wonder... You ask yourself what the sum total of your life represents. What difference your being there at any time made to anything. Or if it made any difference at all, really. Particularly in comparison with other men's careers. I don't know whether that kind of thinking is very healthy, but I must admit I've had some thoughts on those lines from time to time. And welcome back, people. Alex. Yes, sir. uh, Just... Let's start the conversation off. Uh, what are your thoughts on the bridge on the River Kwai? I love it. It's it's um, if we're going to talk about, I was thinking about this when we were 
when I was writing it up, but you know how we talked about other films about if you want to rate it for historical accuracy. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this one's going to cut it for that. Like, this is not like, you know, this is not what it was like to live in a Japanese POW camp. Correct. Um, I feel like a lot of that, their history during that time has been real glossed over. Like, we never talk about all the horrible things that were going on in Japan uh, at the time. I mean, you know, it's, it's all, I mean, arguably as bad as the Germans, let's say. Uh, but yeah. but here it's 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 not that kind of film. It's it's a war movie, and you would you know you're not dealing with those kind of themes. Like you're not dealing with the harsh realities of a POW camp at all. You're you're dealing with um, uh, just just it's almost more about the the military itself. That's what I find so interesting yes. about it about about the conformity uh, and uh, and a uh, loss of self almost that comes from from becoming part of the war machine or becoming part of the military yeah. or, and, um, or the, or the gaining of self, depending on, depending on your personality and who you are. That's versus, true. That's yeah. true. That, and that's, that's, that's actually interesting too, too. There's, uh, there's almost two movies being happening at the same time here. We have the Alec Guinness story where he's, uh, he's trying to save his people and his, and his officers being, uh, in my opinion, a little silly for <laughs> telling the officers <laughs> not, you know, the, basically what happens is that they're all captured, uh, or surrendered to the Japanese and they're telling them that everyone has to build a bridge and need this bridge built by this certain time. The, uh, the, their, the Japanese colonel is, a uh, is a little nervous about getting it done on time, and uh, he wants uh, he wants them to do it as fast as possible. Uh, but he also wants respect too, which is the most interesting part about it. I think is that right. you know this, if this were a real story, he'd, you know they'd just be lining them up and you know shooting them until they all started working for them and <laughs> get it done. But no, he 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 really wants uh, he, he really wants the respect of these men, which is I find interesting. Yeah. But they're they only listen to their their people. The uh, like especially uh, uh, Alec Guinness's character, uh, Colonel yes. Nicholson, yes, and, and uh, who's very very much a stickler for the rules, needs the Geneva con- uh, Conventions. He, you know, he carries a copy of the yeah. Geneva Convention. Yeah. Literally has a copy in his on himself, which he gets smacked with in the face, and maybe the only uh, some of the only violence in the movie, which I found <laughs> funny, yeah. being that it's about a POW camp. Yeah, and it uh, starts. It starts. The thing I always remember, I find funny is that it starts with them walking to the camp. As uh, these people are digging graves, and you're like, "Oh man, this is gonna be grim," and then it's just not that movie at all. It's not <laughs> yeah. about you know the grim conditions. I mean, there's a couple like you know the people try to escape and get shot, and but it's not really uh it's not about that. It's just kind of uh, a power struggle between these two men, but yeah. a power struggle over kind of respect yeah. and over respect of their men. Yeah. A power struggle over the ideas of I, I over. Like the ideas of the military. I wrote down that, okay, so there are three main characters in this. There's Saito in charge of the POW camp, Nicholson, who is the British uh, leader, and there's also uh, Shears, played by William, the great William Holden, who is mm-hmm. the brash and kind of cocky and charming American who yeah. like doesn't share the enthusiasm for the military that the other two do. And I wrote down, they, yeah. they are... They are wonderful characters. They are like engaging characters in their own right, but they are also representations of uh, separate ideals. And those ideals, mm-hmm. like they have, they have opposites, and they're like they're the ideals are what drive them forward. I think, and what leads to the conflict. Uh, Saito, uh, he's a man of great honor. Uh, man, I believe uh, mm-hmm. the Japanese word is uh, mensu, uh, face. He wants to keep face, give face, save face. 
uh, in front of his men and the uh, these and these British. Uh, I believe he calls them. Uh, he calls them prisoners because he refuses to call them soldiers because they surrender. Mm. Yeah, no longer soldiers. You've surrendered. Yeah, he tries to break them by uh, by showing how uh, ineffectual their leader has been and show them to kind of show that they're he's the superior leader to them. Yes. And he does speak of honor. You know, species. He basically has to he says he's going to have to commit seppuku if the uh, if the bridge isn't done on time. Correct. Uh, right. One of one of his direct appeals to the other the other colonel. Yeah, and uh, and Nicholson. Is he is a representation of uh, I suppose law and order or at least military law. He's a very big stickler for the rules, and the rules are what like he becomes so enmeshed in them, becomes like kind of a little yeah. bit obsessed with them. That you know that it leads to his downfall. Like everything, like the obsession with what their core uh, ideal is is what mm-hmm. brings everyone down. You know because Nicholson is basically committing treason at some point like people people are like dude like you will be you could be accused of conspiring with the enemy because you're building this really good bridge for them yeah like it's and he even even says it's the first duty of a of a soldier to escape from captivity right right it's it's It's, it starts off with him using the geneva convention uh uh, his little his little uh is, is a little book on it uh, to, to prove that the uh, officers don't have to work and uh, that he makes a stand with that at first. But then when he gets into the work, it, it sort of becomes a thing. You know, at first he's he's trying to play it off like, you know, you got to keep the men busy. They, they're going to have to do something. This is what, you know, especially uh, uh, the Brits, they have to keep keep uh, keep going. Right. And um, but yeah, it becomes almost, you know, it comes it does become a, an obsession for him. He wants right. to do a good job. He wants to do he, he takes great pride in it. Yeah. You can see the way, but the way that when it finally finished, when he walks around it, he he, it's his baby. You know, he he looks around it like, you know, we did this. It, he's he's a, right. He's, he, he yeah. loves it. Yeah, he's 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 stamping. He's you know, he's pounding in the sign saying the British officers yeah. built this. Like yeah, this when is, they it, build they building a bridge for the enemy, and they put us he puts a sign up saying that that the British British soldiers the, built this. The British soldiers, yeah, and you and you realize there's this beautiful scene. Where Alec Guinness is reflecting on his his life and what he has done, and it's he never says it because the film is too it's too smart to just come right out and say whatever it is actually meaning to say mm. that this is this is his this is his this is his baby this is his legacy this is his great triumph it's a triumph of adversity triumph of the british spirit and it's a triumph of him of his will to construct this bridge that a bridge that is for the enemy that will that is going to bring serve the enemy that's going to serve the enemy bring troops to kill more british and allied forces but he takes such pride in it that you understand why he is a little cause you, you and you you understand why he starts to try and sabotage the saboteurs when the river goes down right. and they find and they find them they find them yeah so well that's so that's what happens when we can get into the, uh, the yeah well, with we'll the get... american character yeah is, they, uh, he he escapes yeah so uh, so shears he's this he's what you imagine an american would be he's kind of he's he to me represents uh freedom like he doesn't like he's he's very individualistic he's not you know he's like he's in he's part of the military but he's not really enamored with it yeah. so much he watched all of his, his he watched everyone die 
in his right. in his he, company. He wants out. Yeah, he yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he, a... he wants out, and the only way for him to get out is to, as always, go back in. He is uh, essentially One sort of question. he's sort of essentially blackmailed by a. Uh, I I would assume they're the British. They're the um, the SAS, the British, the the badass. Oh yeah, you think like a special forces kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, um, yeah, something like that. I'm not exactly sure what their, their role was, but uh, yeah, uh, the Brit the British side basically because he he was uh, portraying uh, somewhat of a a greater stature than he was in the in the army. Yes, he was. He, he grabbed yeah. an officer's uh, officer's coat or something, and yeah. then was uh, playing it off because he got better treatment, and uh, rather than him. Uh, uh, getting in trouble with that, he decides to go back and do go go back to where he, he ran a, ran away from and do this one last last mission. Yeah, this one last. But thing. he just wants to to carouse and then uh, go back to a civilian life. It's it's obvious. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so when all of them are so all of them are in conflict with another, and that is obviously the essence of drama. And not in not in necessarily nefarious ways, but everyone gets in each other's way. At some point, Saito mm-hmm. throws Nicholson into the hot box, which is I think, which I think is one of the most famous scenes. It's just Alec Guinness just yeah. like baking in there for for days on end. Yeah, just basically in a box in the sun, and the, you know that's it. Just it just stays in a was a metal box, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's like a tin or something like that. So it's just yeah. like, so it's just like everything's hot and sticky. And right, you're, right. You're dying. You feel dying. it too. It's it's really well shot. They you you feel his. Yeah, he looks disgusting. And, <laughs> and if, if if I may, side note: the one thing I love about David Lean films is that you feel them. Yeah, I felt hot and sweaty watching this movie. When I watch Lawrence of Arabia, I need to have water by me because he, he shoots it in such a way that he brings out more of the senses than mm-hmm. just than just sight and sound you you have like there's a there's a taste you can almost smell the desert air or the the human mugginess of everything mm-hmm. and it's uh like very few other directors can get that and i don't know if you can anymore because with the prevalence of digital I, you may uh, I feel like it may be lost in certain ways, but that's just a that's just a little that's just a, a little side note of and a great nod to yeah, the no, cinematography I, of Jack Hill. Yeah, Hilton. I agree. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, a you, you especially near the end when they're they're going to the water, you, you feel you you feel their the the stress the 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 how hot everything is. You you definitely feel like you're right in there with them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so third. As you say, there are two. There are two movies here. There's mm-hmm. the Nicholson Saito Battle of Wills, and there's the Commando Sab- Saboteur thing. I have to admit that seeing this again, the beginning of uh, sheer, the 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 sheer subplot, at least at the beginning, wasn't working for me. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't because I think that's only because the Nicholson Saito subplot was working really really well yeah and i didn't want to be taken away from there and i could it it feels almost like a side note that's why it doesn't feel it it doesn't feel it feels like a little side story at first uh, yeah um yeah and it doesn't pay off until much much later in the film so you're like why am i you know why am i sidetracking here right to this other story that this character that's kind of brash you know no not too bright but you know like much more american <laughs> which is i find it very funny because it's like it's almost like a, a british war movie and an american war movie merged together you've got the uh very much 
uh, all about you know the respect and uh, and and uh, you know the way that the the Brits carry themselves and uh, and the way that the Americans carry themselves. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the stereotypes. It's got both stereotypes right there. Um, but the yeah, but the just oh god, the two colonels together. Yeah, it, the way that they they play off each other and the way that uh, their 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 power struggle is just so fascinating. It's so well done. And yeah, it, yeah. yeah. The 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 shears they do bring it back around when they finally get to the 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 british command is asking shears to help blow this blow this bridge up you go okay this right. is it's it's very it's very plot driven at first but then you you kind of start to understand that this is it's still an obsession shears doesn't admit to that obsession i think cuz shears just, he just wants to go you know hang out with that nurse who's one of the only women in the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I i checked 75 minutes until the first until the first woman shows first one. <laughs> put put in there only because the producers like you need to have there needs to be a girl in this movie so, <laughs> david you, you need to put something like all right we'll add this tiny little subplot about <clears throat> Willem holden yeah, which isn't <laughs> really fun. necessary. I, I I mean I it I feel like they could have taken that whole thing out and it wouldn't really mattered. It's not really about. I mean, it, it kind of represents what he's missing or what he's giving up or what he's going back to. I guess. I suppose. Um, it gets, but it's yeah. A few more stakes and for for him, I I suppose. So now <laughs> you're like, oh well, if he dies, then yeah. uh, this lady is going to be sad. Maybe I don't know, yeah. but um. It did feel it did feel at times a little unnecessary when they finally get to going going through uh, the woods and um, you know you know enlisting the help of the local village that uh, Shears stayed at like that like it starts coming back around and and um, merging into a better part of the same movie because you need to have that outside influence you need to have the the saboteurs come in and blow up the bridge or else there is no what have i done revelation uh of the mm. uh, of uh nicholson which is just i still love that i think that's just it like one of the great moment, great, moment <clears throat> great bit of acting the whole from, uh, last Kenneth. raid when they're, they're so what they, they finally come the the bridge is built there they're planning to to blow up the bridge the uh the the uh, a little essay, essay, you know, whatever team it is, the British and uh, one American. Um, and that scene is so incredibly suspenseful. Oh, it's so God. stressful. And it goes on. It's it's very simple, but it's so well, it, it's so well done. And it's just, it, there's no like, like, you know, like, like any other movie, this would have been like, you know, just like, like creepy shots. Or, oh, maybe they saw him, maybe this kind of thing. It, it just, it just, uh, you're so worried about the characters and you're so concerned about every little detail that they're doing. Uh, and you're hoping that the plan goes, you know, correctly. I don't know. It, yeah. it just, it works perfectly. Yeah. yeah. I like, I hope the plan goes correctly. And deep down, having seen this, I know that okay, they're going to blow up, they blow up right. the bridge and it's fine. But, and they I'm really like, blow up the bridge. They, they, they built it. The, yeah. But I was, I was, there was part of me like, I don't want them to blow up the bridge. I want right. Nicholson to have to have this. I want Saito right. to to be like his superiors will be very proud of the work that Teve, because he has to take credit for it, has done on this. So mm-hmm. you that and that's the essence of great drama of great movies is mm-hmm. when everyone has a motivation to do something and you right. don't know who you who's Motive, whose desire you want to see win out? I like. I would. 
I bet there. I feel like there could be so many different endings to this movie, mm-hmm. and all of them would be great. Because, but like the one we have is is phenomenal because everyone's obsession and desires they lead them into a final bloody, uh, bloody bloody climax. And there's that great shot of you see all you see the th- the, the three main characters and um, uh, the our young our young uh saboteur guy they're all laid out spoiler alert, everyone does die at the end yeah but, <laughs> it does get pretty depressing yeah. at the very end it does get, and and the and you feel like the sense of thrill and like there's a bit of triumph at blowing up the bridge but like uh clipped in jack hawkins character the doctor says you know it's you know it's it's madness like what has that's, all that's, of this line in the film yeah what has yeah. all of this led to and been worth because the bridge is the bridge is, is gone anyways you know al guinness you lost your you lost your way you got obsessed with this this thing that you should be obsessed with that is treason and is uh is more about stubborn pride and the rules and saito you know you 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 won honor you you built the bridge but you also like kind of lost it because the british had to do it for you it's it's mm-hmm. so powerful and complex and that and that one shot is just uh, just just great. By the way, also the last shot they ever the last shot they filmed was the the uh, the helicopter shot of mm-hmm. uh, Clifton, who was not actually Clifton, just flying. Just flying. So like the bridge is burning in the background. Like that was the that was the last shot they did because everyone had left and they're like, well, we blew the thing up now. We can't. We don't have special visual effects, so I guess we got to <laughs> do this. So it's just David <clears throat> with a thirty-five millimeter camera right. just holding it as steady yeah, as yeah. can. <laughs> oh yeah if this were if this were done today that when they, they blew up that bridge it would have been done from like you know 107 different angles and yeah. slow motion backwards forwards you know it, it would have been slow motion and everything um but i mean as it is it's pretty damn impressive i mean they actually built the damn bridge and, and ex- explode what did they say that thousand tons of explosives i think yeah, they used to blow up a, a, a thousand and then like ran a, a train off pounds. of it it's like right. like holy crap like they bought like right. Sam Spiegel the producer bought a train that like held a <laughs> that used to carry a maharaja around mm-hmm. and like yeah I'm, gonna, I'm buying this train and then I'm going to send it careening into this river valley for yeah. one, for one for like one shot like you know they had a bunch right. of cameras set up and they blew yeah. up a bridge it's like yeah. <laughs> people don't do that anymore it's yeah, no, no, awesome no. The old kind of filming, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, and it and it still holds up because everything is real. The camp is real. The forest is real. The it's it's, it's even the bats in that one scene. Yeah, there's a great shot where the where um is that that's a shot is that the shot where uh the the young uh, saboteur guy he uh neglects to kill the kill a man in time uh in the shot goes off is that that's the part right yeah, right where yeah, um so, his superior gets shot in the foot and um the bats just fly these bats just take off and then the whole sky is just oh, crowded with bats oh, it's one of those so things beautiful. like you look at now you've been looking for like the digital seams you know but like no wait that's actually like hundreds right. of thousands and, of bats it's, and it's that strikes me as one of those things like this was not in the script you you i yeah. don't think you can plan for all no. these bats flying around they i think they just saw all the bats and were like they're, they're they're flying like yeah. just get it just start shooting them yeah it's and yeah, yeah. it's fascinating it's a great it's shot like, oh, yeah it's it's a, it's a it's a beautiful and it, shot. And it works perfectly for that moment too it's it's like, it's like such a like a, a scared loss of innocence almost for this this character it's a definitely uh it's a 
exclamation part, uh, point to that to that scene definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I do love that. Even the little characters have have a. Uh, their little arcs too. That's what. That's what. Especially when you know a great film, when every character pretty much has a, has their own little arc. His his I, I kind of really enjoy. He kind of wants to become the soldier, and uh, uh-huh. does eventually get to it. Uh, yeah, know, but he, at what cost? He, yeah, he does. He does. He he's the one who kills. He kills Saito. He kills him with the, kills him with the knife. Yeah. You know, uh, they were yeah. emphasizing the knife, and you're like, holy crap! This this yeah. like you did you, you for some reason in a again in a lesser movie Saito would go down swinging and here he's just no yeah it's it's uh it's right down and it's uh it happens fast and you almost don't have time to recover from it before everything else goes on it just uh you know just it's one of those blips and that's and that's kind of i love that in the war movie where it's just you know i kind of kind of not i don't want to say it's weird to say i enjoy it but i feel like that feels like much more like a real war movie where somebody just you know somebody just dies and then everyone uh, keeps uh, going on yeah that <laughs> And it and, yeah, it, and it and it just sets off the. It's like it's that scene has been boiling over because they've been following the this wire, which is just such a yeah. great concept yeah, yeah. for. Well, for the, and the fact that the, the colonel, yeah, the colonel sees it, and and you for a second it takes you a minute to realize like why is he reacting? You know, like, wouldn't he think that somebody? You know, obviously if someone's trying to blow it up, there's a you know it wouldn't be on the Japanese side. It's obviously right. like one of your comrades. <laughs> so <laughs> when he starts following it and, and then, uh, and then the team realizes like, what, what the hell is he doing? It's such a great moment. And then you, but then you start to realize like, wait a minute. No, he really, you know, just cause you realize from the scenes before of how he looked at the bridge and how he was with his work and how he was treating his own people, you know, pulling them out of the medical, uh, bay to go work on the bridge and stuff like that, doing all this stuff that you're like, wait, what, it, you know, like, why are you doing this? It's like, didn't you fight against this specifically? Yeah. But now it's his obsession, right. so it's okay now to, it's, to do it. It's okay it's, now. I, he's in charge, so it's okay. It's you know, he he's the colonel. You know, it, it's it's. I love that when it flip when it flips, and the, there's that great scene where they're he's uh, asking him, like, "Oh, we're gonna have tea now while we work on the um." They're, they're working on the plans <laughs> yeah. for the bridge, and he uh, kind of tricks him into it. But then, like, who really gets tricked by the whole thing? You know, who really uh, who really suffers because of this? He 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 turns into the. Uh, you know the head of the uh, the project there, and and becomes the uh, the leader of the camp himself in a way. Yeah. Uh, God, he's such a such a great character. I, I love it so much. I, and um, yeah, no, and the way the way it all comes together is just it's beautiful. That last like that last. I don't even know how long it is because it's honestly it could be an hour. It could be like a, <laughs> I, I didn't time it. It goes so smoothly, but it it, it, it you know it could be like an hour film. <laughs> but the last scene, just the last uh, the raid, it, it's such a great such a great scene. Yeah, it's everything. Uh, excellent, excellent filmmaking on display. Per, yeah, it's basically like sure. a perfect climax. There, yeah. there, there's a few, there's few climaxes that are as satisfying and wrap up everything so well. Right, I would it's, say. Yeah, it works. I don't on, know if that's hyperbole. No, but, no that's absolutely fine because it works on. It, there's a level of plot like okay, it's Chekhov's bridge. You have a bridge. You're gonna have to blow it up in the third act, and that's that's the point. So you know, there's a success right, for right. that. But it also it's the culmination of all the characters and. Their, yeah, their exactly. struggles all and their, are, they and all, all come right to that point it, yeah and it's it's just it's like the confidence on display to be able to do that it's like they're mm. like i don't like i don't remember the last like modern movie that just had everyone coming together in such a natural and organic way as to make me just not question it at all and that yeah it makes me go this is precisely how it's supposed to end it's mm. uh, it's one of the reasons that makes this film uh, absolutely timeless and a great 
great, um, just a great cinema classic, in my opinion. Um, I agree. So I, I assume I would assume then that it looks like you're leaning towards this should be uh, absolutely was a good pick for the Academy. Oh yeah, absolutely, uh, definitely. They made the right choice here. If they had gone with Twelve Angry Men, that would have been fine too. But I, I do have a special place in my heart for war movies and Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> and so when you combine the two, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it. It's, uh, the best war movies, I think, are about something other than the war. They're right. about themes that can crop up and people and the people in lives. And the best movies are about themes and, and, and people and characters interacting with one another. And I think Bridge on the River Kwai has three of some of the most interesting characters in uh, in cinema history. Alec Guinness's portrayal of Nicholson is absolutely worthy of a Best Actor Oscar. And uh, Sesame Hayakawa is great as uh, the uh, POW uh, leader. It just works so well. And again, like it doesn't, even the, even the parts where you're like this, why 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 are we following Shears? It comes back. It, it all comes together. It never That's drags. Yeah. It's 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 great filmmaking. It's great filmmaking. And David Lean definitely came out and said, "This is what I'm doing now, and this is great." And he, you know, he went on to make a bunch of other other things, but you know, Bridge on the River Kwai is definitely one of his many many crown jewels in a crown that is uh spectacular and varied yeah absolutely wow. the, the, the academy well the academy made the right choice yep. i you? agree i have to agree i don't think there was a I, I, I do i do love 12 angry men a lot though too but this is one i i, I and this is one of those movies this is one of those movies i keep coming back and keep uh uh getting more from too i feel yeah, you start yeah. identifying with different characters as as you get older, I think too, and uh, it's it's definitely there's a lot to 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 sift through as far as the character work. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. I, so yeah, I it's like, one of those. Oh, uh, again, no, I, yeah. I, I was gonna say like when I was younger, I probably identified with Shears a lot. Like, yeah, no, I mean, you can't you can't stop me, man. I'm the fucking right. young. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah. but now nowadays <laughs> I. Uh, I don't think I'm Nicholson yet. Like maybe I'm, <laughs> but maybe I'm clipped in. Like I'm going along. Like I'm going along with you, boss. Sure, this is fine. But yeah. dude, isn't this a little weird that we're helping out the bad guys? I uh, yeah, it's, yeah. You're right. You, you could totally relate so, to any character <laughs> at some and point. You, start, in, you think you're going to eventually become Alec Guinness? I mean, when you if, get older, <laughs> if I if I became Alec Guinness when I was older, that'd be awesome. There you go. <laughs> I'll buy you a robe. <laughs> oh, oh, so uh, that is the bridge on the River Kwai. Uh, two handy, hearty, powerful recommendations here. Alex, do you have the dice? Yes, sir. Excellent. I have them. I actually almost lost them, and I oh, would have. No. I would have been a. Oh, that would I was like, so I'm not the one who went. I would not the one I went on a trip. I should not be the one losing things. Um, but uh, yes, I do have them. Let me pull up the list of best picture. Okay, I'm. So we are going to roll my 2d10 and uh, figure out what our next selection will be. Yes, we will. Okay. Let's see. 88. Why did I sound familiar? Oh, that? that's spotlight. 
Do you want to do it? Spotlight. Oh, yeah, it's the last one. Uh, ooh, I mean, I saw it. Is it on video now? It should be. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, sure. We're gonna do. We can do other our next uh, Keaton. Oh. We did I, Birdman. I do love Keaton. I okay. mean, uh, spotlight. I mean, you couldn't be more uh, timely. I feel like uh, talk about uh, oh, the importance okay. of journalism. I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. You know what? Sold. Especially even a. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Okay. Uh, next week on Oscar Watch, we are going to be looking at the 2015 Best Picture winner, Spotlight, starring really amazing actors, Michael Keaton, one of yeah. them, uh, and the guy who plays Hulk. What's his name? Oh, okay. uh, come to me. The guy who plays <laughs> Hulk. Poor, poor Mark Ruffalo. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark you, Ruffalo. You, Al Guinness and Mark Ruffalo, you're, you're giving them the oh. comic book properties. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the <okay>. kids' movies. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, yeah, uh, no, it's, a, it's a great film. I, I, I saw it. Uh, I did see it uh, last year. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good one. I'm looking, I, yeah, I would not mind watching it again. I'm looking forward to seeing it for the first time. So this will be oh. a fun, fun discussion, especially given... Awesome. The, no, it's good. Yeah, yeah, especially given it's the um, very timely. Things. I'm telling you, because uh, uh, Marty Baron uh, is a uh, just look look him up. Well, you don't look him up yet. Actually, watch the movie first if you want to really get into it. But uh, uh, the editor you'll, you'll, is is uh, currently doing a lot of stuff right now. There's a lot of, lot to do with what's going on in our uh, insane politics politics right now. Oh, so, I'm, look, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to having Very a, a, a conversation about insane politics with you. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. So, uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Oscar Watch. If you like what you hear, you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Oscar Watch Pod. Uh, if you'd like to send us a message, a, a nice message, or maybe you're angry at something, you can write to us at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com. Alex, where can yes, people sir. find you? If I'm on Twitter, just Alex Reveal. Okay. If you know how to spell that, cool. Alex Reveal. Yeah, you can figure out. It's a lot of vowels. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll you'll, you'll do it. <laughs> and, until, and until next week, we will see you on the red carpet. Thank you.